Hey everyone, and welcome back to yet another very special episode of Plugged In with Kay. Um, this episode is going to be a little different. Um, as y'all know, this is me, your host, Kayana J. And um, so yeah, like I was saying, this today's episode is going to be just a tad bit different simply because it's going to be a part two discussion to a previous episode titled Young, Creative, and Targeted. Which, um, on part one, I had the help of uh, uh, one of my closest friends, longtime friends, major creative, uh, Keith Davis, also known as his uh, stage name, the baby boy Keith, um, who's just uh, an amazing person um, with everything that he does um, in his career from acting, music, producing, everything like that. Um, the conversation was just about how young African-American men and their creativity is often seen as uh, negative and shed, is shed in negative light sometimes and how it's just typically targeted or how African-American men are just targeted in American society. And the conversation was so good a year ago that I wanted to bring it back. But this time I brought it back with someone different. So guest starring with me right now is... Mars, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah. So, I'm a video arts major um, at the University of Southern Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And on the side, I also do content creation on my own personal page mm-hmm. um, at ko.mars on Instagram and ko.mars on TikTok. And, yeah. Okay, shout yourself out. <laughs> I would get like you one day. I promise you I am. Like, my, I'm not up there. But my Instagram going to get up there. I feel like you can teach me some tips. Okay? So, um, I know we, we kind of talked a little bit about how you wanted this conversation to go. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to start off, and then we're going to go where you want this conversation to go. Okay? Okay. So, my first, um, basically, this is going to be more of a, like, discussion and interview type um, episode. Simply because the one that I did with Keith was like that. And I found that there was so much more to uncover and unearth by just allowing you all to talk. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do on this episode. I'm not going to do much talking. And, like, my listeners, my watchers, they all know I, I, I like to talk. That's why I got podcasts. But I feel like this episode is here for y'all and not for me. Okay. So I'm learning just letting y'all, you know, learning from y'all's wisdom, okay? Okay. So... My first question for you is, how have your trials and sometimes your personal experiences influenced your creative work? Um, I would say that's mainly, like, where most of my inspiration comes from. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't create unless I have some time to myself to, like, live life and experience some things. A lot of the things that I create comes from the past and, like, me just making things based on, like, memory and hoping that other people relate to it Mm -hmm. um, or just have shared experiences with me. Um, That's kind of, like, what my whole brand is on social media, just creating, like, relatable content. But almost not, like, with the goal to be relatable, but just putting it out there and hoping that people understand what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So how difficult would you say it is to be vulnerable in order to be relatable to others? Um, Difficult? Mm-hmm. Or do you find it difficult to be vulnerable, to like let people see different parts of you, or to see certain parts of you that 
you may not feel like sharing Mm -hmm. or different parts of you that other people may not typically share in society Mm -hmm. i would say um like online it's a lot easier to Mm -hmm. be that way because again well not again because i've never said this (laughs) but social media has always been like my outlet and where i was using like as a space to like express myself because in school i was always like the quiet kid didn't really say much didn't really talk to anybody but i couldn't wait to go home to like make videos and just post them with no goal for like anyone that knew me to even see it but yeah wow okay learn something new every day so how would you say that society has affected how you perceive the world around you Mm. to a certain extent like I don't allow society to affect me because like I've always like been able to like create my own world Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like what social media is to me it's like me trying to create my own world and separating myself from like all the chaos and everything that's going on like in society and well would you say the real world and things like that i try to avoid like certain things that's going on in the society mm-hmm. especially like if it's negative and like certain trends and things like that to just just like have a sense of freedom i guess a sense of freedom so okay i know that a lot of times they tell us that you know like society isn't well, not so, not society. They tell us that like social media, like really isn't the real world, and you mm-hmm. like have to be cautious of who you are on social media and what you put out there and things like that. So, for you in your aspect of what you do, your creative uh, extent and everything, how do you manage when they say that and put it towards you, being that that is your main way to express mm-hmm. yourself? Um, I do kind of take it personal, but. Because I feel like social media is still the real world. It just, it depends on what you're putting out there. Mm, because, like, social media is used as a tool for, like, information and news. Like, most people get their news from social media. And a lot of their news is real. But also, like, a lot of their news is fake. And social media is also, like, it's the... It's the age of society yeah, that we're in. Yeah, like, nobody's going to go through and, like, read articles and not even like watch the news to be honest but yeah I take it personal though because that's where I'm able to like be myself fully without like feeling like people are watching me even though like there's thousands hundreds thousands millions of people that are on the app at the same time as me and probably are seeing my things Um, but I try to not like watch my views or like watch who likes my posts and like things like that and i also try to keep my following like at a low point because (laughs) i don't like following too many people because you you know how instagram they force you to see like by and things like that i don't really like to see who's watching so you just cut everything off no i leave my likes up there like the numbers and stuff Mm -hmm. like i don't turn it off because you can't help but to see the like by things because there's no way of stopping it but yeah that was a good response, though. It really was. And I've never thought of it like that. If I'm being completely honest with you, I never did. I never, like, I would have never thought 
that social media would be an outlet for people to truly express themselves. Mm-hmm. I never thought that, uh, I've never seen, I've never seen it from that perspective. I feel like it's because like it, it gives me time to prepare. Mm, that's good. Because like, if I'm just, you just ask me to do something, like especially like when people find out like the things that I do on social media, they'd be like, let me see you do this, do that. And I'd be like, um, no, because <laughs> like I have to no. prepare, I had to prepare to even like make that video. Like it's, yeah. And sometimes, cause like I've seen your page mm-hmm. and like, I can see the preparation, the dedication and everything that you put into it. So is it's different. You are different from other people. And not in a bad way. It's in a great way. Like the way that you being how you just explained it and like how you carry yourself, how you put yourself out there, you are basically expressing who you are. One. And I like this. I love this essence because something what you just said was you have to take time to prepare. And I love that because you never really know who you are at every stage of your life. Mm-hmm. And you're taking time to learn who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you do on social media, too. Yeah. And I I caught on to that. Mm-hmm. So is that true? Or am I just, like, throwing a limb out there? No, it's true. Like, if you go through, like, the post, like you said, like, it's me explaining, like, literally breaking down, like, layers of myself and why I'm this way. And I've been doing it, like, a lot more recently. Mm-hmm. But, like, before I made that page, like, well, I guess I should say why I made that page. <laughs> I made that page to get away from people I grew up with mm. and people who were just watching just to watch. And, it, and I ended up, like, starting over again. Like, I don't mind, like, starting over, like, a page just to get away from people. Ooh, that's good. It's not good because, like, now... No, but it is good. You don't... But, see... Okay, you're dropping gems that you don't even know you're dropping. It no. is good because you said you don't mind starting over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I feel like we don't know how to start over oh, I in don't a mind. society. When I feel like it's time, it's time. Mm, that's good. But a lot of times, like, well, the reason why I say it's not good is because now, like, monetization is a thing. Mm, and if you true. start over, like, You have to rebuild. rebuild, And it's not that easy to rebuild. Like, once you, it takes you a long time to hit that first thousand. And that's usually the time that when brands want to start reaching out to you. So, how have you been able to take, to use your craft in order to put you in connections with, like you were saying, brands Mm -hmm. and other people and things? So consistency is like a big thing like if you're not being consistent um they're not going to want to work with you Mm -hmm. um one thing that has really helped me and helped me get like the best partnership well the biggest partnership that i've ever had was with amazon prime Mm -hmm. and it's because of me being a student here um just being a student like it offers you so many opportunities like as an influencer which i don't consider myself as but as an influencer, it gives you so many opportunities to, like, get brand oppor- brand partnerships and things like that. And also, like, being connected with other things like Cross Colors, um, Campus Brand. Hold on, wait a minute. Cross Colors, <laughs> they, have a, they have a group for us. And mm-hmm. it's basically for, like, college students who are trying to, like, 
get into branding, personal branding, and things like that. And they've been really like helpful with helping us like understand like how to promote ourselves, how to create a brand for ourselves, and how to network and connect with other people like within so many of the different industries in the creative and entertainment world. Mm. And that's been like really helpful too, with like helping me realize like I have to turn like what I've created into a business in order to like, you know, feed myself mm-hmm. and potentially feed my family. That's good. Like, I'm just sitting here listening to you, and I'm kind of, like, in awe. Because I've never looked at things from this point of view. If I'm being a thousand percent honest with you. So, I want to ask you, as an African-American man in society, how does the societal view of you being an African-American man and what you do, um, how you express yourself, your creative uh, feel, and things like that. How does that affect you? How does how society views African-American men affect you and what you're doing? Um, society view. Like, this, that's what's kind of hard for me because I isolate myself from what society, society thinks so and i would say okay but i do understand just because i isolate myself doesn't mean yeah, i yeah. don't like understand like what they think and what they believe the biggest thing for me is to just like be the complete opposite in that way thankfully naturally that's just me but like i try my best to make sure that i don't fall into the narrative that they've already created for us because the narrative that they have for y'all, I would say it's, one, it's heartbreaking. And it's demoralizing to who y'all are as individuals. Because African-American men are not just, uh, they're not just, you know, how society puts them as abusive or um, negligent or just simply like uh absent and things like that african-american men i feel like it's not just how i feel i truly believe that y'all have the right to be creative y'all have the right to express yourselves you all have the right to be who you are in not just around not just behind closed doors but in public spaces as well and i feel that if i feel that if society actually showed you all the same love grace and appreciation that you all deserved as they show other people that maybe we would see so much more creativity so much more uh, essence of different things come into fruition from african-american men Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we see that society beats them down um Anytime um, an African-American man expresses himself creatively, oh, it's, uh, it's kind of like, oh, that's negative. Or, um, what is, or it's like, what is this? What is that? There, it's all on the news. It's all on here. It's all on that. When in reality, it's just a black man just simply expressing himself. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who he is. This is how he sees the world. And this is what he's putting on a platter to show you how he's feeling. 
mm-hmm. what he's doing, how he's moving, how, how he's thinking. This is who he is on a piece of paper. This is who he is in a video. This is who he is in a poem. This is who he is um, in a song or in a beat or something. But I feel as if sometimes we overlook it simply because we don't give y'all the grace to be who y'all are. And I apologize for not giving y'all the grace to be who y'all are. Because society doesn't apologize to y'all. And y'all truly deserve one. Well, and also, like, um, I would say just, like, don't allow yourself to, like, be a victim. Like, it's good to acknowledge that you are, but don't, like, accept. Stay in that mindset. Yeah, don't. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to say don't accept it, but I can't find the word I'm looking for. Like, don't allow that to, like, I guess, suppress you from, like, expressing yourself and being, like, as big as you could be. Mm-hmm. Or just doing the things that you love to do. Like, that's why a lot of people are, like, angry. Mm. Because they aren't able to express themselves in do the things that truly make them happy. And if they did, they'd be so much happier. Yeah. So, have you ever felt that your projects, your works, have you ever felt that people from other races, other beliefs or anything, might have seen them negatively or anything or viewed you negatively? Yes. Um, you know, some certain topics that I do touch can be kind of like controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's mainly like a cultural thing. Like they don't understand like what I'm talking about. Like yeah. I made this one video where I was talking about I knew sneaker culture was dying once I found out. Well, not once I found out. Once a white guy asked me like, where did I get this from and where did I get that from? Specifically, like, with shoes, Jordans, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, At one point, like, we were talked about for, like, just wearing Jordans for how much they cost and things like that. Uh, It's a waste of money, this and that. But now everyone's interested in wanting to, like, become invested in it. And now they're, like, buying them out. And Mm -hmm. they're hard to, like, get because they're selling out. And it's mainly because of white people that are buying it to resell them to us. And... A lot of people, white people, were offended by that video. Mm. And it's mainly because they don't understand the culture. So how did you handle the pressure of being kind of attacked in that moment? Well, it wasn't really like any pressure, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I probably should have went made something about like explaining it, but when you come at me like that type of way and with a situation like that, especially like with culture, I'm not going to explain. And I feel like you you didn't have to explain yourself. Yeah. And a perfect example of like not having to explain yourself. Okay, do you remember? <laughs> I think this was like 2016, 2017. Or was it 20? No, no. It was one of those years when Childish Gambino dropped uh this, this is, is america. america and he, he did never not, he explained. never explained it anything he creates he never explained he it. never explained it and everybody was saying oh this is what this video is this is what this is this is what this is about this is what that is about 
and it was like a lot of controversy going on about it. It was on the, it made it to the CNN news. That's how you knew it was big or whatever. But, and they kept asking him to explain it, and they kept filing, you know, inviting him to this show to come explain it, inviting him to that. He did so many interviews, and he never explained it. So, I think from that, I learned that, you know, the creativity of y'all as African-American men is that y'all shouldn't have to explain yourselves for just creating something that's dear to you and that's a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, you really could, and a lot of people do, because they care about the views mm-hmm. and the attention and drawing out the light and creating all these antics and stuff like that when... It's really not even necessary. I feel like it draws away from the art, to be honest. Mm. Say that again. Yeah, it draws away from the art. It does draw away from the art, simply because what if that's a part of you that you don't know how to put into words? Mm. And you just, you know, because, like, you're into videography. Mm -hmm. And what if you one day made a video with no sound? They're like, what's this video about? And you never tell them. You know what I'm saying? Is but it's something deep to you. But sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes it is a yeah, struggle. Cause yes. like when people aren't understanding or there's no conversation starting, sometimes I do get to wondering like, should I explain this more, or I'll create a follow up video explaining like behind the scenes of how I created this, and that like one time I did a photo shoot, well it was one of my first photo shoots ever that I paid for, mm-hmm. and I explained to like people how I found that location through just using. Google Maps in in the Street View in the Street View app and it's because I really wanted them to know like how much work like I well not how much work but like mm-hmm. how much detail it took well how much detail it was in that of me like finding that location and discovering it and using it and putting my whole outfit to like match it and all of that it takes like a I lot. wanted th- I wanted them to know like the work that it took, not just. I'm just yeah. out here doing something. Yeah. Okay, so my next question for you is gonna be kind of it's gonna be one of them. Mm-hmm. So, if you look at it now, everybody on social media is wanting to be aesthetically pleasing. Everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants a million followers. All of that. How would you say that seeing everybody basically try to do that, strive to do that, try to be the same kind of, in essence, try to have like the same aesthetic or whatever. How would you say that affects you or does, well, first, does it affect you and how you set yourself up to be on social media? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't affect me at all because I feel like it's easy to copy. Mm. Um, if I wanted to go that route, I could easily do it and I could easily be successful because it's kind of easy to study them, like, and easy to, like, have it down to a science. It's very inauthentic and unoriginal, like, especially, like, with the clothing videos, like, everyone's a fashion guru now. Um, (laughs) they do the same poses, like, starting out the videos and things like that. It's very easy to, like, copy because, like, it's going to be down your timeline, like, every scroll, every yeah. scroll. So, like, it's very easy to pick up on. Um, so, it doesn't really affect me because that's not, like, why I'm creating. I'm not creating, like, for the views 
and things like that. A lot of the things that like blow up, it happens organically, mm-hmm. and it's just me expressing myself and just having fun at the moment. Like that's usually where my most video, my best videos come out of me just posting things out of fun and just enjoying myself. But so, yeah. So what would you say is the hardest part about seeing all that? And still staying authentic to yourself. Because, well, have you ever had, like, a moment where you were, like, rethinking how you were on social media or something? Or how Mm. you created, or how, like, you do your creative processes and things like that? Have you ever thought about changing them to kind of sort of maybe fit in at any Mm. point in your life? No. Only thing, like, I have, and I'm kind of, like, going through this now, is, like, I go through moments where I don't want to share, like, anything about, mm-hmm. like, what I'm working on or, like, what my interests are and things like that. And it kind of stops me from, like, posting for a minute. And that's kind of, like, where I am now. But that's, like, the only, like, thing I go through like that. I don't really, like, look at anybody else and what they're posting and be like, dang, I could do this or I wish I could do this. Because, like, if you really, like, anything that you really, like, want to do, you can. I don't but know. it's all about staying authentic to yourself. Yeah. I don't want to just be doing things just because somebody else is doing it. And they getting big numbers from it. they getting big yeah. deals from it. That does look nice, but, like, in the long run, like, are you going to be remembered? Mm. Or are you just going to be remembered, like, part of the group? That was good. That that was good. Like, I can't lie. That was good. Are you going to be remembered? Are you going to be remembered for being part of the group? That was good. You kind of ate with it. <laughs> like, you really did. You ate me up, too. Like, kind of put... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I uh, need to go rethink my life for a few minutes. Uh, yeah. So, I want to ask you this. In your hardest moments of life, how does your creativity give you a chance to just find peace? Hmm. Online or offline? Either. Um, I feel like in my hardest moments, I have to get back, like, bounce back from, like, and sit away from, like, social media. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to go straight forward. Because, you know, like I was saying, like, that's where my creativity comes from, like, experiencing life and living it and soaking it in. So I need to step back and just feel, like, every emotion that life is putting me through to, like, get, to gain the inspiration to, like, create and be less direct into what I'm going through because mm-hmm. I don't want to like put on blast like oh I'm going through this I'm going through that um I like to do it in a more abstract way yeah how would you define creativity mm, I would say 
I think it's no more, no different from like being you, because like everyone, we have, we all have, like we all have the same twenty four hours and things like that, but we all live different lives, mm. and experience things differently and see life in a different way. No matter how relatable we try to be, or how many friends we have, and how many close connections and things like that, like we all see things in a different way, and. Nobody else can see that. Like, even when you create it and you put it out, nobody's going to see the things, like, in the way that you want them to. Mm -hmm. But it's your point of view, in my opinion. That's how I see creativity. That's good. I know I keep saying that, but, like, you're literally saying some things that I'm, like, jotting down Mm -hmm. for myself. Creativity is your point of view. And that is so true. Yeah, like without inspiration from like other things and trying to copy that and emulate that, just being you and creating things outside of your own experience. And sometimes even when you copy other things or like try to emulate other things, it can still it can also like be from your own point of view too. Yeah. Because like what you pick up from like a story or like a song or a video. It may not have even been that person's goal to, like, have that part of the story, like, what you picked up. And it can be the same way with your own work, too. Yeah. But that is... Okay, you got me over here rethinking my life. (laughs) Um, Rethinking my choices. And rethinking what makes me creative. Wow. Okay. Last question for you, okay? Mm -hmm. What would you say to any other African-American man, young man? um, He can be coming, like, out of high school. He can be in college or anything. Or he could be older. Who is having trouble expressing themselves or feeling comfortable to express themselves and just be creative. What piece of advice would you give him? Um, I would say... It's kind of cliche, but Mm. be you, but, like, don't force it. Don't force, like, oh, I'm this creative person and all the self-titles and things like that. I don't really feel like that helps you, like, just saying what you are and things like that. I would say experiment within yourself Mm -hmm. and outside in the world. Like, you have to test out things. You have to read. You have to, because inspiration, like, comes from anywhere. Like, even just walking around, like, I feel inspired by anything that I see. And I take a picture of it, and I just keep it in a file. And then I just go through, like, everything that I've collected so far and just take inspiration from it. And it's kind of, like, hard to tell someone else, like, how they should go about their process. Because, like, your process is your process. Mm -hmm. And that's... I don't know. That's all I really have about that. But that's good, though. Like, I don't know. You've inspired me a little bit today. Um, Like I said, I'm rethinking my life over here in this corner. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. But it's also the truth. Mm-hmm. I am rethinking my life over here in this corner. <laughs> but, yes, um, I just want to tell you thank you. No problem. Do you have anything else you want to say to the people? Um. Not really. I just want to thank you for, like, having me 
Because mm-hmm. it's my first time ever, like, talking on a podcast and things like that. And having a space to, like, tell my story outside of my own. So, thank you for that. Oh, of course. You're so welcome. And if you want to come back anytime, you let me know. Mm-hmm. I want to let you know you are probably one of, um, you're not one of, you're probably the quietest yeah. special guest I've ever had on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, because you were very insightful and I feel like you didn't just help me, but you helped a lot of young black men who will be listening to, listening to this as well. Mm-hmm. So I just want to tell you, thank you mm-hmm. for sharing your knowledge, sharing a part of yourself with me. Thank you. Of course. And to all of the black kings out there, just want to let y'all know if nobody tells you today, you matter, you are worthy um, we love who you are. Express yourself. Take every moment of every day to it, to celebrate who you are. And just share that with the people you care about the most. And share that with the world. Because you are you. You are unique. And there's no one else like you. And there never will be. Alright, y'all. Thank y'all for staying plugged in with Kay. And I can't wait to see y'all next time. Bye, y'all.